0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. From an Air Force secretary vote to taking on the EPA, Congress returns after a two-week recess, and it's going to take on a host of pressing issues. Here with a rundown, Bloomberg Government Editorial Director, Lauren Duggan. And Lauren, let's start with some of the easy things. They do have some confirmation votes on the Senate side. It looks like they'll be getting to.
1: They will. Um, After their two week break, they're headed back from recess to take stock of a number of things. Um, The Vote they scheduled right before they left is kind of the as they refer to it bed check vote um, when people come back into town is on the Air Force Secretary. This is a nomination that was held up briefly, but is likely to move pretty quickly now once they're back and get through the procedural votes. Uh, Mitch McConnell, the majority leader, has also penciled in votes this week on four more district judges. That's obviously been a priority of the Republican majority and the Trump administration to get these judicial nominations filled. And um, with their majority and with the rules, they can do that pretty quickly and confidently. Um, so we'll see some action on that on the
0: Senate side. And the EPA has been rolling ahead with a lot of policy adjustments, you might say, updates to the way it imposes rules. And the minority leader in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, wants to take that on.
1: He does. He's trying to use one of the the rules in the playbook here that allows a Senate minority, in this case, to force a vote on a rule that they don't like to come out of the administration. This is the Congressional Review Act, which you may remember from when the Trump administration got into office. They, with a Republican Congress, used that procedure to knock out a number of rules. Now, they had everything lined up to make that um, happen because there were Republicans and Republicans in um, both the administration and Congress. This is a Democratic minority trying to force a vote, get people on the record on what they see as an important climate issue. Uh, It's unlikely to succeed or or at least be signed into law by President Trump, even if it were to get the bare majority it needs in the Senate of 51 votes, get over to the House and be passed by uh, the Democratic House. Even if Donald Trump got that, he'd likely veto it because it's a rule from his administration and they want to push forward with that. But, um, you know, there are a number of rules that people, can use to get votes that they want. And this is certainly something Charles Schumer and his Democratic colleagues in the Senate are going to try next week.
0: And of course, there's the issue of the continuing resolution, which they passed before recess for seven weeks. Now we're down to four or five weeks left in it. And that's going to it's got to occupy at least some of their attention.
1: We may not see anything publicly right now. There's been a lot of progress um, through the committees. Uh, We've talked before about the House getting all 12 of its bills through committee and passing 10 of them on the House floor. On the Senate side, I think we're up to 10 through the Senate committee, none yet on the Senate floor. And that might be something we begin to see some discussion about, maybe packaging some of the easier ones together, having some floor votes and making progress there. The big question still hanging over all of this is how much to spend on each of the bills, which is usually a starting point to come up with the final version. If you know the total amount of money you're going to Divide up into each each of those 12 bills, that can really help that along Um, As of the end of the recess There still hadn't been a consensus reached On that, so until we get That, um, we really aren't going to see progress Towards final bills, but there Is a lot of talking going on um, between The Republicans and the Democrats with The administration trying to figure out a Path forward on that. We do have the Total top line spending number because of the Deal reached over the summer, but it's that Division that is really kind of causing some issues right now.
0: And is the border wall funding still a sticking point as it was the last time around?
1: It will be, because um, the Democrats don't want to give pretty much anything for that, and the Republicans, and particularly in the administration, are seeking money for that. So it's hard to kind of compromise between those two sides. Um, There was some money for border activity in last year's spending bill, the fiscal 19 spending bill. Um, That's been continued in the continuing resolution that's in place till November 21st. But the border wall will very much be a sticking point, as will Democratic interests in trying to prevent the president from diverting funds, as he did after declaring the national emergency and identifying accounts to move money toward the construction of the border wall. Um, the Democrats in the House stuck some language in their spending bills that would make that much harder. And that's going to be a sticking point as well.
0: We're speaking with Bloomberg Government Editorial Director Lauren Duggan. And in interesting detail, we've heard a lot of Republicans saying they're going to retire after this term. Now, Nita Lowy, the House Democrats' top budget negotiator from New York. Uh, She's going to retire also. I wonder if that'll have any bearing on how she handles her final budget negotiation.
1: Well, for one thing, it may give her more time to focus on this. She won't have to worry about re-election or fundraising or anything, although she had been there for a long time and in a fairly safe seat. Uh, But what she said in her statement as she announced her retirement is that she will focus on the fiscal 2020 and fiscal 2021 spending bills, um, two processes that are going to take a lot of time. Um, she'll obviously work very closely with leadership. And um, one of the things Democrats will have to contend with is who will lead the panel next, presuming they stay in the majority going into the next Congress, who will be chairman, or if you know, there's a change in party control, who would be ranking member, which is still a pretty powerful role when it comes to appropriations. So there are a number of other senior appropriators, Rosa DeLauro of Connecticut and Marcy Capter of Ohio, who have already um, expressed some interest, and we'll see once people are back who who else might raise their hand or express some interest. But that'll be one of the interesting things going into the next Congress, who gets that all-important gavel.
0: Now, government contractors, as much as government employees and agency heads, are really looking forward to having some sort of a permanent budget for 2020. But the question has come up here and there, will the impeachment process, which is taking many forms in both chambers, I guess, to some degree – Will that have any bearing on budget talks, or could it hold things up?
1: I mean, it certainly can. There's a push by Democrats to try to legislate while impeaching, or as we've heard a lot, walk and chew gum. Uh, The budget has to be done. Something needs to be done by November 21st, which is just a week before Thanksgiving, or else we'll face another government shutdown. Um, There are a lot of people in the defense community who really want to see a full-year defense bill go through, Um, even if you can't make agreements on some of the domestic bills, they'd like to see that. Um, There will be pressure to try to reach some agreement, but obviously relationships between Congress and the White House aren't great at the moment, especially with Democrats. There's fights going on about document production and subpoenas and people appearing. So, you know, if, if you can have two tracks going on where you're having budget talks on one side and then dealing with impeachment on the other, things could move forward. But you could certainly see how this can complicate the ability to get some legislation through.
0: And, of course, there are some interesting developments on the international front over the past few days, past couple of weeks. And Congress will probably feel that it has to weigh in on those, maybe even take some action at some point. So that could maybe also draw off attention.
1: Absolutely. And I think the big one is Syria with the invasion by Turkey into there. Um We've heard some lawmakers over the recess say that they're drafting or reaching agreement in principle on sanctions legislation against Turkey, and we could see those unveiled even if we don't see a vote in this first week back from recess. But you could see some action there as lawmakers have pretty strongly reacted to what's happened there and the president's position with even his fellow Republicans being very critical. Lindsey Graham, who's been very defensive of the president when it comes to the impeachment matter and the Ukraine investigation, had some very strong words about Syria, as did Liz Cheney, who's the number three Republican in the House. So um, we are very likely to hear a lot more from people once they're back into town and maybe even see some legislation unveiled there.
0: Interesting stew with lots of bone fragments. Lauren Duggan is editorial director of Bloomberg Government. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash federal drive.